orbiting 250 miles above, the space station provides us with the ultimate view of planet Earth. From this perspective, we ask our guests to engage with six questions that orbit around wonder and stories of hopefulness. For the next few minutes, this is our wonder space. Welcome to the 104th episode of the Wonder Space podcast, which is an expression of a family trust called Panapa. My name is Steve Cole, and since September 2020, I have asked the same six questions to over 100 people from around the world. People like John Alexander, who in episode 66 talked about how a group of hackers in Taiwan enabled citizens to participate in a shadow government and vote on issues. In his story of hopefulness, John brilliantly builds the story to one of these hackers becoming a government minister and leading a citizen-led response to the pandemic, which has been one of the most successful in the world. We are thrilled once again to be drawing from the wonder of Ask Nature, who look to nature for inspiration to solve design problems in a regenerative way. Here is another moment to help us re-wonder. Fungi growing on a heavy tree limb near your house may seem threatening, but in the rest of nature, they can be a sign of a rich and thriving ecosystem. In fact, their ability to break down the wood of one tree is part of what makes it possible for other trees in the future to grow. Fungi do this by secreting a versatile variety of enzymes. These enzymes spark chemical reactions that disintegrate a wide array of the toughest and most complex organic materials, including bone and wood. They can even take on toxic complex chemicals such as oil and heavy metals and render them harmless. The end result is healthy soil, a rich combination of useful nutrients with pockets of air that can absorb and hold water, providing the perfect matrix in which a new generation of trees can grow. This week on Wonder Space, we orbit with Josh Liu, a tech entrepreneur who honestly shares about the challenges and personal cost of pursuing a Silicon Valley startup. Today, Josh is the co-founder of a tech company called Moza, which is a cycle parking data and services platform that is about to go into mass production with Giant, who are the largest bike maker in the world. This is in response to the fact that in the UK, a bike is stolen every 90 seconds. With this expansive overview of Earth, I start by asking Josh, if we could do a fly past over any part of the world that is significant to you, which place, city or country would it be and why? Taiwan, so that's the country I'm from. And I actually didn't know how important Taiwan is to me until I moved to the UK, which is about like 15 years ago. Many people didn't know about where Taiwan is. They thought that was Thailand. So I really wanted the recognition uh, for my country at that time. But now, 15 years later, more and more people recognize Taiwan, but for different reasons. And last year, the economists call us the most dangerous place on earth. And it's because we are the next potential war wrong due to the conflicts we have with China. And at this time, what I want really for my country is about survival. 
Taiwan is a beautiful island with lovely people. We also enjoy democracy and freedom. And I really, really don't want to lose that. And that's why actually Taiwan is really significant to me, even more than ever. Josh, give us a glimpse into your life story so far with an emphasis on what you are doing currently. I was born in a normal family in Taiwan. And we actually live in a society that actually the society would tell people what to do and don't want people to stand out. And I'm actually quite good at doing that. So I did fairly well at school. I went to a decent universities as the society told me to. I got a decent job after graduations at a blue chip company. I then came to this country to do my MBA again as the society told me to. But when it came to the end of my MBA and I didn't know what's next because I thought I was following the path towards the sex, but then no one told me what to do anymore at that point. And that's the time I started to think about what I was good at. And I'm actually an idea person. And I thought perhaps this would be the timing for me to actually nurture my own ideas and become an entrepreneur. Having said that, I actually went into the same pattern very, very quick. I quickly joined the Kool-Aid in the startup world. Everyone says that the path to success is to raise a lot of money and go to Silicon Valley. They call that go big or go home. And that's exactly what I did. And then so I raised money for a startup I work at at that time, and I moved to San Francisco. But unfortunately, things didn't go as planned. And then my startup wasn't a success. After actually trying there for two years, and I realized that actually the startup actually is a failure. And at that time, I feel I was a failure as well. So I moved back to the UK. I didn't just lose two years of my time. I also lose my marriage. And I, I, I actually really, really focused on my career and career only. And I didn't really pay too much attention to people who care about me and who love me. That's actually a wake up call to me. I started to think about what are the things that are important to me. I knew it wasn't the money, it wasn't sex. I knew I loved technology and I love it because it can actually make people's life better and also make the world better. And that's how I got into an area called Internet of Things, IoT technology. And that is a technology that can make things smart in your day-to-day life. And I also started to think about the issues I care about myself deeply and how I can use IoT technology to solve those problems. And as a cyclist myself, I'm really frustrated with bicycle theft problem and I'm not alone. So in the UK, every 90 seconds, one bike stolen. And 90% of the reported bicycle crime just go unsolved. The frustration is real. So that's how I started to work on this idea or this venture, Mosa, with my co-founder, Simon. And we wanted to use technology to address the bicycle theft issue so that we can bring secure parking to everyone for free using IoT technology. And we are on a mission to work with space owners to keep your bike safe and also running smoothly, hassle-free. Every startup has its ups and downs. 
And because now I'm working on the missions I care about, as I told you earlier, and that mission is bigger than me, bigger than my ego. That can actually carry me through ups and downs and also keep me motivated. And actually, because I knew that actually it would be really important to get important partners involved there. So I hustled my way to convince our dream partner, Giant, the world's largest spine maker in the world, to work with us on our technology and to make everything happen. Where on earth is your place of reset or recharge? Uh, it's a really interesting question. Uh, I would say that's the inner space within me. When I was at a low point of my life, I started to learn about mindfulness and meditation. And for me, meditation is a way to reset. Essentially, you quiet your mind and go to the space that has no thoughts. And when we stay there for 10 to 15 minutes, you literally reboot your mind. You feel peaceful and calm when you are in your own inner space during meditation. And after meditation, your thinking is much more clear and much more sharp as well. You feel like you're ready to face whatever comes to your way in your life. What wonder of the natural world excites you the most? I would say actually the ocean. Because every time when I see the ocean and how massive it is, it always reminds me that how small I am as a person, also how petty maybe my worries are. And I enjoy swimming in the ocean, which gives me a sense of freedom. I also enjoy scuba diving as well. When I dive in the, well, the underwater world, which is so peaceful, and also you see just different creatures, different fishes that you don't really usually see. And I just can't help but just amazed about the beauty of the ocean. Also, I feel the ocean humbles me as well. Josh, what is your story of hopefulness as not your own, about a person, business or non-profit who are doing amazing things for the world? I would say it's about an organisation called the Royal Academy of Engineering. And I was lucky enough that I used to work uh, as part of the organisation part-time as their startup coach for one of their programs called Leader in Innovation Fellowship. Essentially, Royal Academy of Engineering, they send people like me to support innovators and researchers in developing countries that they have partnership with. So essentially, we go there to help those innovators to turn their ideas, their innovations into impactful and sustainable ventures. And you know, when you live in the developed world, you sort of lose touch about the issue that actually really bother people in a developing world. And for me, I learned a lot through this program, this process. I help an entrepreneurs who actually try to use 3D printing to produce low cost, uh, prosthetic arms that people can afford in his country. I also have another entrepreneurs that bring mobile and hygienic toilets to remote villages in Africa that they don't have proper toilets to use. So I feel like the Royal Academy of Engineering is doing a great job. The reason is that it's not really about how much funding you can give those developing countries there. And I think the reason I feel what I do is really meaningful is because that they actually teach and show how innovations can improve people's life, inspire smart people there, innovators there, 
to do so. And I'm really fortunate to play a really small part in their great work. But that is just part of the program they run. They have other amazing things under the big umbrella and supporting developing country in different ways there, which is really, really inspiring to me. Finally, as we prepare to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere, what insight, wisdom or question would you like to leave with us? I would say make peace with where you are and who you are. Because uh, when we were younger, we thought like our life would be sorted and better once we got older. But then you realise, looking back, that's not the case. You just have different problems, different challenges at different stages of your lives. And everything is just part of the, of the journey. So it's the same like when you think that when you get richer, when you become more successful, again, your problems will go away. Again, that's not the case as well. So because I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, I have met other successful entrepreneurs as well, including some close friends of mine. And you just realize that they are just dealing with different problems and also with different challenges there. We all have our journeys and then you have yours, they have theirs. There's no point to get jealous and to envy. And I think the important thing is about make peace with where you are and also appreciate what you have got. You can find out more at moza.to. What is your story of hopefulness as not your own about a person, business or non-profit who are doing amazing things for the world? We would love you to consider recording yourself in under 30 seconds, sharing your story on your phone through your video or the voice recorder app. You can then simply upload the recording to the link on our website, ourwonder.space. I want to thank Josh for joining us on Wonderspace. Let's continue to share our stories of hopefulness that makes a name for someone else. We need them like never before. Thanks for listening.